Thanks for tuning in to Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, brother. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Brother, brother. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. We're back live after a couple weeks. It's the Dropkicks mm-hmm. here on Let's Get Ready Network Twitch, twitch.tv slash LGR Network. We got Soda back, but we're also joined by a very special guest today. It is, in fact, Soda's co-host on the great Squared Slice show over there on the Northern Entertainment Group. It's Dustin Dubuque. What's going on? Not much. How's it going, boys? Thanks for having me, Dang, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's good to have you here. It's always good to have uh, an extra uh, oh, yeah. panelist or two joining us here. On the Absolutely. Soda, good to see you again, my man. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to what, the pay-per-view tomorrow. Like, yeah. I, just, I just hope I don't have to postpone watching the dog collar match. I hope that's on what I can watch. Yeah, Please. yeah. Nikon, if you're listening, open the show. I'm going to bow out about an hour in. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that's like co main event, like in between maybe yeah. Baker and Rosa and uh, Cole and, uh, and Paige, because it definitely, the, the build to that has been just. Or I wouldn't be surprised if it's the main event either, just because the story building in that is way bigger than anything that Paige and Cole have been doing. Yeah, I mean, I think Tony Khan in a press conference said the plan right now is to headline with with Paige and Cole, but you never know. Maybe they'll change some things around because yeah. that almost does feel like it should be the main event. 100%. Yeah. yeah, but um, let's uh, kind of go around here and get started with our topics of the day. This was the big news since the last time we did a show. Uh, Tony Khan with a massive announcement who actually – Came out and made it himself. Usually it's Shivani or somebody else mm-hmm. backstage that does it. But Tony Khan has purchased Ring of Honor. He now owns the company. Uh, he looked like a, a kid that just bought an expensive new toy. Uh, just like the b- biggest smile on his face because, as you guys know, he's a, a big Ring of Honor fan. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's so that's with money. <laughs> right, pretty much. <laughs> And uh, so, so he's uh, purchased the company, which means he has full the full mm-hmm. library, which is, I, I think, the the biggest the selling thing, point yeah. there. But, but whenever you buy a company, it's the library that is hundred percent the most valuable asset you'll ever yeah. get from there. Right. Yeah, well, and there's. Was, some, I mean, what else is there to buy right now? Of I mean, Ring of rights for merchandising, but in reality, oh, yeah. it, it is it's 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 the library because that's what WWE bought libraries years yeah. ago because they knew they were worth money. Exactly, and if and if Khan's really looking at a streaming service at some point in the near future, AEW doesn't have enough content. It no. just doesn't. Two and a half years of content is not enough, but you need something else. And Ring of Honor helps with the backlog catalog of content. 
100%. And, like, I have heard rumors that there is a potential partnership with HBO Max and AEW coming down the line. Yes. So that would definitely add to that. But there's also the possibility, and this is another thing I've seen floating around, they use AEW as, like, an NXT circa six, five, six years ago mm-hmm. ter- developmental territory. That way it gives the people who everyone says, oh, they got too many people that you don't see, gives them the reps, gives them the exposure. Right. But meanwhile, they're not on the big stage. And keep that ring of honor tradition alive as well. Because they have that a little bit with like AW Dark or Elevation, but yeah. nobody really watches those shows. They're kind of an internet show. And yeah. if you have Ring of Honor, if you have that be the developmental brand yeah. and maybe partner that with HBO or something like that, that would make all the sense in the world. You know, and, and, and just think about it. How many of the AEW main Avengers would be like, I want to go down there and, and do something, right? Yeah. There's so much yeah. you can do. And plus with the, the history of like CM Punk, and Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. and who else went through there? The Young Bucks, uh, Cody, yeah, Cole Cabana, Hangman Page. It's yeah. like W has got it's. They've got that legacy already, so it, just, it makes it, honestly it makes sense. And I really think AW could. I mean, a developmental brand. I know Tony a year ago wasn't into it, mm-hmm. but now that the show has grown a little bit more, and yeah. he's brought in bigger name talent. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. That's a good idea. It is. I think. You know, we, I am the biggest proponent, if one thing Soda knows about me, is that I think AEW has way too many people. Yep. <laughs> and you're not wrong. I, people, <laughs> I, can't, I physically can't take it anymore. I just can't. So if this helps alleviate some of that pressure, because I don't count, I agree with you, Dagan, I don't count the YouTube shows. I mean, they're 100,000 views or so, depending on the day. I'm like, so if that helps pull some of these guys that we do, guys and girls that we do like, that need a little more time or just need some TV time. Yeah. I'm all for it. And I think if I think it'd be great if it was on a streaming service as like a weekly or monthly show. It, it would be I mean, so accessible streaming service too. I want to throw that out there and not to interrupt you, Soda, but there's a lot of wrestling to watch. Mm-hmm. It's really it's hard enough to get AW and WWE shows done in a week. So if I could have a show that's streamed that I could go back to whenever I want, and I really don't have to watch it right now, that would be kind of awesome. Something you could even binge, like a, a few episodes in a week, kind of right. thing, you fall behind. Right. I binged. I thought, sorry, one last thing, Soda, I know you want to say something, but I loved when Lucha Underground got purchased by Netflix. Mm-hmm. I was, I, you know, I only watched a few episodes here and there. It's hard to get. Again, life's busy. It's hard enough following the two big companies well, at that time, one big company. Um, but when Netflix got it, I think that's what I did. I think I binged it like two or three random times. And there was probably months in between both. Like, I remember I started and I watched the first like five episodes. And I'm like, oh, I'm all in on this. This is awesome. And then I literally forgot I watched it for about a month. And then Netflix was like, hey, remember when you watched Lucha Underground? I'm like, I do. And I'm going to watch it again right I now. I do now. <laughs> You know, so I mean, I, I think that's good for wrestling in general, to be honest with you. It is. The one, the one problem I see with them teaming with HBO Max is HBO Max is only in America. That's the one problem. So they're going to, they're probably going to have to do some distribution deals around the world. And HBO Max is 15 bucks a month. So yeah. I'm not sure how many humans subscribe just for wrestling. Because I remember when, you know, when WWE got the Peacock deal, people were wondering how many people would sign up for peacock that you can get at five bucks with ads mm-hmm. so i mean that's a that's a that's a pay discrepancy at some point so we'll, we'll see 
It is. I think to, to solve your sort of international viewership problem there, Soda, I think what they'll probably end up doing, doing is that even if they do have a streaming deal, they're, they've been utilizing Fight TV as a, a source to watch all their shows for pretty much since the start of AEW. So I, I wouldn't see that probably going away anytime soon. I, I would almost see that because, like, I was wondering about Rampage, like, once that started, if that was going to be included in that, and it absolutely was. So if they add another show, if a Ring of Honor show ends up streaming – on the HBO Max service, I wouldn't be surprised if that also is included. With the, right, uh, the that's AEW true. Like, I, I, the one thing I didn't say, like, I know in, in Canada, we do have a streaming service that is our version of HBO Max. It's contracted with them. So, I mean, it wouldn't, I don't yeah, think it would affect me, per se, but I'm thinking more like people in the UK and stuff like that. Up here, yeah. it's, we get all the HBO Max stuff on that. So. And Josh here it makes a good point as well that uh, Warner's merging oh, with yeah. Discovery, which has more, more worldwide streaming. Uh, there you go. That could be another go. solution as well. Yeah. But yeah, I do think that overall, so it's a really good thing for pro wrestling. I, you know, there's some people that are worried about, you know, the 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 roster that most the entire roster was released prior to this acquisition. So a lot of people have now signed with you know with AEW or Impact, and there's a lot of free agents still left on the table. Yeah, so. it's a clean slate. Yeah, so it kind of is. It's a reset button for Ring of Honor, but I think I think it honestly is going to be uh, really beneficial to everybody. Because that, that's part of what Tony Khan was saying is that it's a big thing that's going to benefit the wrestling yeah. industry as a whole. Of course, and I'm all for that. But the the, the line of that that's promo that made me pop the most is, "Don't worry, Shane's not here. Shane's not here." <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Well, yeah. oh, come on, you had that's one. It's an iconic moment that is. It, it felt very similar. It yeah. really did. It's like who knows who could come out and do something, right? So I, just, I heard I, I heard some geeks on the internet talking like, "Oh, is Shane McMahon gonna come in and run Ring of Honor?" No, no. no right? His name I have heard. No, don't say it. I'm not saying it's true, don't. but it's a certain American nightmare. No. It's not a work, everybody. Listen, let me put this first and foremost out on the table. The Cody stuff is not a work. So this is a good segue. We're gonna talk about the, some recent Cody development. Reason, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes, I I believe that uh, that Cody Rhodes is just kind of in between things right now. This is not a work. Like some people who are saying this Cody Rhodes thing is a work are just they have no idea what they're talking about because but it really mean it have changed. But it, was it doesn't mean stuff couldn't have changed. But most definitely, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes could not come to an agreement with AEW to stay with the company. That is one thousand percent real. Mm-hmm. I also believe that at one point he was very, very close to a deal with WWE. Mm-hmm. I do think that a few weeks ago, after yeah. he left AEW, it seemed like that was the place to go. But I'll read you guys the recent developments here, and then we can talk about it a yeah, little please. bit. This is from Dave Meltzer last night, talking about that there is a definite change. Mm-hmm. Creative was told last night that a change in Cody's status went from sure a sure thing, a sure thing that he was coming in, to uncertain. Uh, this was also first, I think, reported by uh, Bodyslam.net, had a thing that the uh, talks between WWE and Cody Rhodes had fizzled from a couple days ago. Um, F4W writer Ryan Frederick also added, it's pretty obvious that he got a big offer from WWE when his deal was up. This is what I was just kind of saying. The announcement came that he was leaving AEW, and the original offer he got was tore up, and he was offered less to the point where he might not even go. Pure Vince McMahon play there. Cody has lost his leverage when leaving the uh, when the AEW announcement was made. 
So if that report is to be believed, uh, that's a pretty, uh, like, I believe it. That's like a total Vince thing to do. It is. Dave Meltzer in recent years hasn't been on the ball when it comes to those stuff. So I, when it comes to Dave Meltzer, I kind of take it with a grain of salt nowadays. Sure, but I do but think I have heard that the rumors as well. Bodyslam.net has been a very credible source recently. They broke the CM Punk news. They broke the Brian Danielson news for AEW. So them breaking news that talks between Cody and WWE have fizzled. I think that's almost a more accurate source right now than Meltzer. Meltzer is like he's kind of fifty has been fifty fifty recently, right? Yeah. Um and, and sometimes he says something and sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes he says stuff and it does happen. Um, but I'll I, I think the history in terms of breaking stuff nowadays. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not to insult Dave or anything, but I just think that maybe he gets some some false reports sometimes yeah. that he, he might he might report. It's not his fault. It's no. just somebody feeding him bad information. But Dustin, what do you think about this? You know, I think I don't think it's I don't think it's gone the way that I think Cody shows up by media. If that's my money vote, I, I think the and the sources you named are really good. So one thing I started to notice a little bit, I'm sure you two have too is that I've realized that some sources are really good on AEW mm-hmm. that aren't just not good on WWE side. But there's a few sources I follow, and Soda knows this, I'm a much more of a WWE guy than I am at AEW. Yeah. So there's some sources on my side that I, like Zero News, X-E-R-O on Twitter. I don't know, man. They are always spot on when it comes to WWE stuff. And okay. they're, they're, still, they're still on the Cody's Coven train. And they're the ones that have been breaking a lot of the stories on MSG today. I've been following them. They're, like, constant on Twitter. About yeah, but it. nothing has really come out about MSG, though. Not really. But, um, but yeah, they have a – I don't know. I think Cody's there. I'm not saying they haven't fizzled. Mm. It's also Cody, you know, just because WWE comes out of the huge contract, it doesn't mean he can't take the contract home for two weeks. No. I mean, that's where I'm at. And, and again, this is where I'm at, too. Mania's in, what, a month from now? Mm-hmm. If they have Cody, they have to make a big deal out of it. Whether That's Devin why I think if he debuts, it's tonight in MSG. It there's there's three spots. It's MSG tonight. Mm-hmm. It's at Mania, which it doesn't even barely make sense. Or it's the night after Mania. Yeah, right. One of yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a thing since it hasn't been since COVID. Really, mm-hmm. even the night after last year wasn't like what they wanted it to be as much. No. COVID was still. A, a freaky thing at the time so yeah. i think there's three possible spots if you we'll talk later invite me on the day after mania whenever that show is and you can tell me i'm wrong but i think if i put my money i think he's coming um i you know when i change jobs i want a month off too mm. so i don't know we'll see though it makes it interesting i mean we've all been waiting for this moment right yeah. we've been waiting for the first aw person to jump ship it's bound to happen. It, everybody thought it was Brian Cage or somebody else. It's just the fact that it's one of the four CFOs that's doing it. Yeah. That's what makes this even more interesting. Like, if it was Brian Cage, we'd all be like, oh, finally, you know, yeah. the first guy jumped. It's crazy. It's finally happened. But it's when finally it's Cody, monster. Yeah. When it's Cody, though, that it's does make it, uh, Cody. it does make it interesting. It's a, it's a fun thing to talk about. Here's another wrinkle that I found interesting because uh, as viewers of the Dropkicks know, I like to watch what culture wrestling. And one of the things they were talking about when they were discussing uh, Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor is, and this goes into the developmental thing, one of Cody's Rhodes' goals is to fall in the stress of his father. And one of the things that he never hasn't done yet is be a booker. Now, 
it's kind of funny that the talks with WWE so-called, so quote-unquote, fizzles around the time Tony Khan purchases Ring of Honor because the, what I've heard, and it's, it's a, more of the far-reach scenario, but, I mean, it's interesting, where they let Cody run Ring of Honor. That way he can book in the style he wants and he can fulfill all, all that and then stay in the family sort of thing, right? Yeah. Hey, look, I wouldn't be opposed to, to that idea either. You know, I, I'm i kind of on a, a little bit of a different page than Dustin. I think I'm more of an AEW watcher right now than WWE. But, you know, I think WWE really, you know, I was saying it before we went on the air, needs to do something to get me interested in watching WrestleMania right now. Because right now, I have, like, no interest in anything on the card other than maybe Edge versus AJ Styles. Yeah. Like, I think that's going to be an awesome match. So yeah. I'll at least probably want to watch that. But I will honest, say – The biggest splash would be Madison Square Garden today. That's the biggest – It would. It would. And, and, and here's another thing I'll, I'll propose to you guys, and this is sort of my idea, is that WWE has so – the reports are that, you know, they're, they're making a big deal out of this title unification match at mm-hmm. Mania between Reigns and Lesnar, right? But the reports are that it's still going to be a split brand. You're still going to have two champions. This title unification thing really doesn't matter. So here's what I propose. If that's really what they're going to do, which, again, makes me less interested in watching it. But I will say, Raw after Mania, let's say Roman Reigns comes out. He says, I'll give somebody a shot, an open challenge at one of the two belts. Mm. Just one, not both, but one of the two belts. Out comes Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes beats Roman Reigns. That's your champion for one of your two brands. Yeah, that would be interesting. I gotta say that might pique my interest a little bit more in WWE. I don't think they're gonna do it because I don't have any faith in Vince McMahon to do that uh, or book it cohesively. But I will say that would be a cool thing to have. Yeah, one of the things that they were talking about on what culture is like they're saying all the same things like title unification. It doesn't make sense if you're gonna keep the two brands. What are they gonna do? Unify them and then introduce a new title? Like what the hell? <laughs> or what I what I I I miss the days of the very first brand split where you had the one heavyweight champ at the top who toured between brands, and then you had your secondary titles as your as your quote unquote top titles. That's what I miss. So I if if they do go through the unification, I honestly couldn't can see them do that too. I don't think they are. No, <laughs> is about the, yeah. is about the merchandise, the sales. They can sell two different belts. I mean, trust me. Again, I like I said, I'm a WWE guy, but some stuff is so brutal mm-hmm. that I get it. And the whole like say that's again why the MSG thing is blowing up Twitter right now. Right, all the rumor mills are Brock's dropping the belt tonight because yeah, why, it's like why are they pushing it so heavily on really? TV? Really? Okay. Exactly. And, uh, I think Zero News did tweet that there's a full production crew at MSG tonight on a house show. That's been announced. On, like, I think wow. I read it maybe an hour ago. So, WWE show. <laughs> yeah, there's this big WWE show at MSG, and Brock Lesnar's defending the title against an unnamed opponent. Yeah. And making a big deal out of it. That makes me think this title's getting dropped because they realized after they said title unification, they thought, hey, this is a good idea. And then Vince went, well, this is this is a bad idea. And we have no actual intentions of going through with this. So, how do we yeah. get out of this? MSG's the perfect reason, you know? It works there because it's their, you know, it's been their home for however many years, fifty years. So tonight, I think it's going to be crazy that that's a thing. But tonight's going to, I think, matter a lot. I'm not saying it's Cody, but something's going to, something's going down tonight. That's that's Dakota texting me. Something's going down. Something's got to happen tonight. But there's only one thing I want from that MSG show: bring in the old school entrances. 
where you come in through that little I hole. Love that. I missed that. I love now the door. Yeah, the only exception where I th- where they did do that, but I thought was really cool with WrestleMania 20, where they had that big LED screen there. Yeah, but was- most part, yeah, bring back the old school. I love know. the doors there. Yeah. I love I think uh, I think Gotham Square Garden. Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yeah. Gotham Square Garden has uh, gone through some sorry, renovations uh, no, over the last few years. Sorry, no spoilers for. No spoilers. Talk about. I'm. You swap the names. <laughs> yeah. GSG. Right. Like, yeah. Seriously, no. they filmed Madison Square Garden, but they changed the marquee to say Gotham. Gotham Square Garden. Square Garden. Garden. Yeah. It's a little bit of a spoiler. Sorry for those folks that haven't seen the Batman yet, but I thought it was pretty cool. But. Yeah, uh, the the garden has gone through renovations over the last few years, so I don't know if it's really an accessible entrance anymore, that little door. But, yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I miss that. I miss the sort of the old look with the ring around the, the middle of MSG that's now sort of been removed, and now it's just multiple tiers of seating. But uh, it's the same building, but it certainly, like, has a different look over the, the last couple decades than what you might be. It's a slightly different look. Yeah. I've never been in MSG, and I've actually never really paid attention to that. So I didn't know. I knew they yeah. did renovations. I didn't just didn't know that they changed it's, something like that. It's still an awesome, awesome venue to see anything in, really, yeah. even if yeah. pro wrestling, concert, Rangers game, whatever it might be. So Yeah, I want to go to a Rangers um, game one day. Yeah. Uh, we do have one quick question in the chat that I, I want to bring up from Ryan Christensen here. Who asked us, uh, do you think Stone Cold wrestles at WrestleMania, or does he just come out, give a stun or two uh, to Kevin Owens, and then have a beer bath? What do you guys think? Well, I think it's going to be a fight, personally. I, think yeah, gonna, I don't think there's going to be any, any legit match, no. As of now. No. I, they, it's too late. That's how I see it. I think it's it's a month away. If they had Austin, they would have pushed it already. They, yeah. It's the, it's, the biggest per, it, it's the biggest wrestler I think you could physically get in the ring. It's him who comes back and faces Brock tonight. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> no. Stop it, Soda. Uh, no. Please, no. No, I don't know. I, I think Austin's just coming out to have some fun. and just I think so, too. And beat up KO. It's fine. Well, I think he K- did ask for a wrestling ring. He did. And if anything, if they do bring him back, it's like I've said it before, it's not for a straight one-on-one singles match. It's probably no. like a dream rule. Like a tag match? Right. Maybe a tag match. Right. Uh, Rollins, Rollins and, and Owens against Stone Cold and whoever. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, did name drop I know he's a Texan, right. but Booker's yeah. still in wrestling shape. Yeah, and, and JBL doesn't wrestle, but he's been throwing stuff in there as well, like telling you, you yeah. keep Texas out of your yeah, mouth. He likes to do that every year. They like to do the yeah. legends come and beat someone up. I mean, Seth and KO are currently spinning their wheels right now. There's yeah something to do there. I don't know what else to say. I just don't think he's wrestling a match. No, No, I don't think so either. I think he'll he'll probably. I mean, it might be one of those things where they don't even announce it. Like, remember Cena and and, uh, uh, Undertaker a few years ago? It was like they they built 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 to it, and then he finally came out again. So, I think they'll tease it, tease it, tease it, and then like Owens will come out and he'll cut a promo in Texas and how horrible it is, and then here comes you know you hear the glass break. Here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe they, they do have a ref and they ring the bell, but I think it'll be a, like a basically a glorified squash match with yeah, uh, with Austin that, not. Didn't they do did that with Rock and Rowan? Uh, um, Eric Rowan, Rowan. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more later right. as well. But, I mean, uh, yeah, that's something they could conceivably do as well. What? It, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, Mania is not, you know, you brought it up. If you really think about it, 
Mania, besides the main events, Soda and I on uh, Squared Slice uh, last week, if you want to YouTube it, um, talked about opening matches at Mania. And if you really look at Mania's, really, and it, you know, that's why everybody brings up, what is it, like Mania 31 or 33 has like been the only good, real good Mania. They don't care about the th- They want the three or four big things now. That's really the end of it. They Everything want- else is filler. They want- the rest is filler. It's fun filler for the 70,000 people there. Now that it's two nights, it's supposed to be a little breezier, which it definitely is. It felt um, last year, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. So, like Texas, so we might not have as much rain. But, right. Know. If they're gonna get, if they're gonna get the Stone Cold Stunner, they're gonna get the Knoxville Goofy match. They're gonna get Pat yeah. McAfee having fun. Yeah. They're gonna get their two big main events. You think Undertaker's yeah. gonna do something? Uh, Austin and McAfee versus Owens and Rollins. And what I mean by do something is, do you think that Undertaker's gonna do something akin to Hogan at WrestleMania 21 after they do the introduction? He just comes out and beats. No, I I think Undertaker actually might get his entrance as part of the Hall of Fame uh, yeah. class okay. lineup. Like, I think they'll probably go through the lineup. They'll do the ceremony like they normally would. They'll go through the lineup like they bring out everybody. And then the last person they present, yeah. you get the, the gong yeah. and, and the and Undertaker coming out and doing his entrance. Yeah. And that's probably it. I don't Which think he's going to make up for his uh, last official appearance <laughs> in the NPR. Yeah. Get some a little bit of, get some of the love. I think yeah. so. But either way, something's going to happen in Texas because you know Stone Cold's going to be there in some capacity. Yeah. Not at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They just can't. The crowd would be just livid. Yeah. Exactly. Because it wouldn't then, it wouldn't live up to the stupendous tag they keep throwing on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's not like uh, a WWE really term they would have used in like 1991. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> much admitted he just liked the way Pat said it. Yeah. So he was like, well, that's what we're going to call it for the next month and a half. Whatever. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I I still haven't watched that Pat McAfee uh, Vince McMahon interview yet. I've hear I'm hearing really good things. Have you, have you guys watched it? Yeah, watched, okay. I think we both watched it a lot. Uh, yeah, we, we were talking a little bit about it. Yeah. The, the, the Lesnar one's better because you just don't know Les- as right. much about Rock. Right, the very Vince, private person. You get a lot of it. Like it's Vince. It's yeah. Vince who you expect, but he has a couple nuggets in there that are really. He, really he does, but he also does give that insight. You kind of learn a little bit how his brain works, which yeah, I thought that's was really, really interesting. Yeah, you know, it's what the it's what the Austin interview a few years ago should have been. Okay. Right. okay. Yeah, but I do agree with Dustin. The Lesnar one is better. I came out of that one with a bigger appreciation and respect for Brock Lesnar, especially when he said that reason why he disappears is because he needs to cut his anxiety levels down. Yeah, he admitted like, that was it, anxiety destroys him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, watch the Vince interview. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Okay. Yeah, and the beauty part is they trimmed it out so you don't have to watch the first hour. <laughs> yeah, it's long. It, nice. Okay. It's an hour and a half, which is cool. I mean, that shows yeah. that man. Them guys love McAfee. Holy yeah. hell, does he fit their little uh, bubble? Mm-hmm. Great. He's yeah, a perfect fit for WWE. One hundred percent, and that's what Vince said. And the only reason it went long is because they're wrapping up. Vince is like, I can keep going. Basically, <laughs> 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 is what happened. That's what yeah. Brock do. I think they try to cut him off twenty minutes earlier. And Brock's like, oh, I got nothing else to do. Yeah. And then Brock like threw the headphones in the. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take him down. Yeah. I can attest to, to having people on the show before that uh, it's like, hey, you got an, an hour, you know, maybe with these guys, and then it's like two and a half hours later, and we're still going. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, have give, we have to give each other time limits when we do our show now. Yeah, yeah, we do. We we've started yeah. doing that because otherwise yeah. it's like you know. 
Someone sees a three-hour thing and it's like, I'm not clicking on that, you know? Dust and I, when we just start talking wrestling, we could just wax poetically about anything for hours. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So usually on this show, we would go through and review like every every sort of little thing from AW Dynamite and Rampage. But I think this week, because we got Dustin on and everything, we'll sort of go through and give more of our highlights uh, of stuff that we like from these two shows. Um, I think the big thing that sticks out for me that we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about yet, Soda, uh, is this MJF promo that he cut a couple weeks ago. And then this segment that we got this week with him and CM Punk, uh, this build to this fucking match has been so great and that mjf promo the way that he came across as you know it was almost a baby a baby face promo really but it it, i think that's going to end up going out of the history books as one of the greatest promos that we may have ever ever seen like top 10 promos Mm -hmm. in wrestling Um, because this mjf kid is just something else Uh, he is really special and i think that his his delivery here all that stuff was true you, you yeah. hear behind the scenes that entire the stuff about him getting bullied and you know yeah. hero worshiping CM Punk and then and walking so all that stuff is true. Facebook post that he actually referenced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and they played played it off so brilliantly mm-hmm. with him saying that it's true, and then this week with him, you know, him and Punk like hugging there for a minute, and you know what's coming, you know it's coming, but it just does it, it makes it even that much better when it does. And I, I think that this is the ultimate villain origin story in pro wrestling right now for CM Punk, the way that they have booked this feud between uh, MJF yeah. and Punk. and that's one of my favorite things about the pro, the, this week's promo is Punk came out and said, you know, I wake up every day and I'm wondering, am I really the hero? And it's like, dude, like, what? It, 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 I'm going to say this is the best program that I've seen AEW put on so far. And, I agree. The way that just shows how good MJF and Punk are that they are able to blend reality and stories so well that you don't know what's real and what's not. Like obviously we find out all that all that stuff is real, but it's just like, wow, makes you really wonder. Because I mean, am I am I gonna start cheering MJF? Like the hell! And then he comes out and he beats the holy hell. I, I wasn't expecting him to go that like that bloody. I'm glad they did. And the line that MJF said at the end of the thing is just like the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist with his alliance CM Punk used. Yes. Yeah. Yes. From a, the great Usual Suspects film. Uh, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, a, you know, the, the, the report here from uh, Wrestling Observer says this was one of the greatest pro- program segments in, or this was one of the greatest promo segments in modern wrestling history. Uh, and I, I would agree with that. Uh, Dustin thoughts on this MJF. Punk feud, man? No, I think it's good. You know, that's it's MJF has been my number one guy in AW. It, it, he just, he, there's nobody that's beating him. There's nobody to me that's been more interesting. MJF is like a must watch mm-hmm. in wrestling and is in general. So I'm all about it. Um, I will admit, I did. The only thing I thought about when I saw the last week when uh, he got seeing Punk so bloody, that's a lot of blood for a match that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I think that's because I think I think they busted him open the hard way. Yeah, that's it, it looked like it because it's happened. And I mean, it is. But like my first thought was, so they either have to go into this match now, going, we have to be as brutal as that that we just put on TV, and I don't know if they a should. Or Ken, like that was my only thing. I'm like, ooh, you should have saved a little bit. Which again, sh- shit happens. I mean, yeah. you know, 
That's one of those things, like, if it is, was indeed a hard way, like, there's nothing they can do about it. They can do about it. Yeah, yeah, it was, no, but it's good. No, uh, MJF is the thing that, MJF and Daniel Bryan, to me, are the two things that are must-watches on AEW right now. So, as long as they're involved, I almost don't care what else is going on. I'm very into both. So, I'm all about it. It's, it is, I know we're going to talk about it later, not to bury the lead here. But I agree. It is the number one thing going into Revolution. I don't yeah. know if anything even yeah. coming close to it. No, agreed. So much higher. Yeah, this stole all of the thunder that the world title match had. <laughs> it kind of did. I mean, I'm still looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be a great match. But, but there's there's, man, there's a difference between looking forward to and I have to see. Yeah, yeah. right. You have to pay the fifty bucks to watch this match specifically. Yeah. For this paper, it'll be worth it. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say it's gonna be worth it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's considered one of the greatest matches AEW's put on 20 years from now. Possibly, possibly. I mean, it's got a lot of hype to live up to, but yeah, um, yeah Ryan here. Two people who can do it, it's them. And how much do you want to bet CM Punk is working with MJF behind the scenes? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that, that's gotta be happening for sure. Yeah, uh, Ryan here making a good point. We're only in March, and I can't see another feud that will be even close to this feud. Uh, this year, yeah. And I, one of I the things that helped was the visual. They're both in white, and then MGF's rubbing his blood all over his white jacket. Oh, and yeah. Really emphasizes things because well, it's white, right? It's just and he's got, got the shirt with the picture on it yeah. uh, underneath. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this was this was awesome. Uh, again, I think one of the, the best pro yeah. wrestling segments I've, I've seen in Agreed. quite some time. Uh, and yeah, this, this feud and this match has a lot to live up to, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we also had uh, another match that I, I really enjoyed on this show was Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels, yeah. uh, sort of a, an ROH throwback match. And I did want to point out that these two guys, it's amazing to me how fast they still are and how amazingly good in the ring they still are. Because, you know, you see some guys that sort of lose it a little bit as they get older, but then there's other guys that are, are just as good. 20 years later or whatnot. So I really enjoyed this match. This was Danielson, really, really... Danielson um, Christopher Daniels has got to be in his fifties at this point. He is, I think he's early. Yeah. 50. Yeah. Almost, if not 50. Yeah. yeah he's one of the dudes that does not age. And yeah. yeah. Well, it was good. You can tell he slowed a little bit, but. Oh, no. Yeah. And if they really wanted to make it like the main event, they should have brought in Loki for a show. <laughs> right. He was the yeah. person in the main event. Yeah. They shouted him out. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Daniels will be. 52 years old yeah. coming yeah. up in a few weeks. So, yeah, yeah. It looks pretty good. impressive. He really good. does. He really, yeah. really does. Yeah. And I didn't and, realize it's been seven months since he's appeared on Dynamite when they split up. Um, yeah. It goes back to what I said. Too many people. Right. Which yeah, but I, I think he might have been toying with the idea of retirement because he, he didn't wrestle at all. I know. I, from what I've heard, his contract, hit, like his contract, I guess, was front loaded. So, if I'm right. He he is like semi, yeah, irregular. So yeah, this is what yeah, they wanted for. They want to call yeah. him in when they need him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a little bit of a run and impact there. Nice treat for the fans. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's definitely one of the the better workers I think mm-hmm. out out there at his age for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this was a really good match. We had uh, Moxley uh, come out afterwards, and they they built more of that feud. That's another match that I'm super hyped for mm-hmm. uh, for this show. That, I'm really interested to see how that one plays out. Um, we got the Young Bucks in the, the tag match. So that tag match, man. Uh, oh, young man. Butch, Red, Red Dragon, and Jurassic Express. Another one that could potentially steal the show. Be I cannot wait for this match. 
Do you think yeah. we're going to see a title change? No, I think uh, I think it's too soon to take the belts off of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus right now. I could see the Bucks and the Red Dragon sort of canceling themselves out a little bit in this match. Uh, Tyler uh, had a, I think, probably the closest prediction that I could make, which is that he thinks uh, Jungle Boy will tap out Bobby Fish in the snare trap. Really? Oh, wow, that would be saying That would be a statement. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dustin, any thoughts on this tag match we got coming up? You know, I you know I, I'm just gonna go on a limb. I think they might go Red Dragon. It all depends on how mm-hmm. that because uh, they're the ones that are main eventing every show at the moment. I mean, why not pull the trigger and let's just go with it? And that's that would play fun. into the main event as well. That's really because uh, yeah, I have that same feeling. So it's one or the other. So dang, I might agree with you. It's one or the other. If I have no problem, Jungle Boy and uh, uh, Luchasaurus. Sticking with it, I agree. But the the momentum's behind them right now. And, I mean, if they're going to – I'm not saying they're going to pull the trigger on Cole, but they might because I'm not sure the Adam Page run's going exactly the way they want it to. And, again, Cole and these guys are literally the main focus on every show for the past, I don't know, month. and now month, six yeah. weeks. And they're always there. They're always around the main parts, especially with Kenny gone. I don't know. Maybe this is why not pull the trigger on pay per view instead of waiting. Wait yeah, a month. Sure. I could be completely I, wrong on that guess, but that's just kind of like the feeling I'm getting on that. I don't know. It could I be. Know. I think there's a couple different directions that they could go with this. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I, I, I think so too. I, I mean, I don't think the the Bucks don't need the tag belts, so no. why not keep it going? And if they, I don't know, I, I don't know where I'm at, but I, I people like to watch heels get their asses kicked. And if you give Cole and all of them the belts, then you're watching something. You want to see who's going to kick their ass. Yeah, yeah, because basically, like that's the more appealing of the two versions of the title chase is the face chasing the heel. Exactly. Yeah. And now that you have, ba- you know, you have babyface tag champs, you have a babyface world champ. You know, babyface TNT champ. I was just going to say, is your TNT champ is babyface too? So I mean, maybe this is the time to switch it up. But I don't know. It'll be. I think it's going to be telling. It's going to be hugely telling for what's going to happen at the main event, I think. And and that's one of the things that I enjoy about AEW lately is WWE can be a little bit predictable, whereas AEW, like we're just saying, like there's four different scenarios we can see coming out of the match. Right. Yeah. And I think the the match results that are the most predictable are the ones that also make the most sense. Like I I think, you know, back to Punk and MJF for a bit, but I I do think Punk is going to put over MJF again here. Uh, I, I I don't think Punk needs to win this match. I mean, it's been built, 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 but I think the ultimate way to go with that one is like, that's that's the, okay, you can predict that MJF will win, but yeah. it's the one that kind of makes it. It's the torchbearer moment, passing of the torch. Yeah. Well, and then Punk can get his win later because then at the end of the day, Punk can beat him, and the then title. MJF still won it mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. And, and MJF can have that thing, he can do the heel thing where he boasts that the one guy CM Punk could never beat was me. You know? So, yeah. I think, I think it's a good way to go with it. I don't run with wait, wait, a title picture with those two possibly with mjf i think mjf will win this match i think he will beat hangman page in may at double or nothing mm-hmm. and then maybe you could revisit the feud later on I down the line with Punk that would MJF be much better that. than adam cole taking the belt i would much yeah. rather have that Jacob, please i, oh, I yeah. believe that that's where they're going i, I don't see any it. reason to give cole the belt 
uh, I, I think that, that it makes the most sense for Paige to at least retain until double it. Yeah, I think it's more or less the fact that, I, and, and again, this is an outsider a little bit more than you guys when it comes to AEW. I don't feel any steam behind Paige at all. I mean, I like Hangman. I really do. And he was one of my first people that I was interested in AEW. I'm sorry. Him and his, his title run so far, not saying anything can't change, is fine. It's fine. I'll say the matches were good, but the but the the the, the lead ups weren't the best. Yeah, and, and again, I don't know when you have a belt like when you have the title, it's supposed to feel big, right? It makes the mm-hmm. person feel big. It made it makes Kenny feel big. It makes yeah. Moxley. Feel but right big. now, Punk and MJF is what feels the biggest. That yeah. and, and right, and so I don't know if that and it, you know that's just that's wrestling. Sometimes yeah. you know it is what it is. Sometimes. Yeah, it's just like in WrestleMania 25, the biggest one was Taker and uh, and Michaels and then poor Triple H and Randy Orton had it. And that's one of my favorite things about the Triple H DVD that came out, that Kingdom Come is where they're talking about that match. And he's like, they came back and like, we have to follow that? Fuck you guys! Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? I will say, though, I, I do think that the, the, the Hangman Page Adam Cole stuff is much more uh, about the story right now than it is about like hangman's uh title run so i mean like i i, I don't maybe feel that the title that the uh the run has been as lackluster as maybe some other people but i i do think you know it's it it's definitely i, I i've been enjoying it but um maybe i get the criticism a little bit uh but i do agree josh here makes a, a good point in our chat that there's enough meat in the elite super click story they don't even need the belts in there so um, I think that Omega coming back too, and that's going to add into yeah. it. Yeah. Another thing Tony Khan said in the press conference this week was that, uh, you know, they're asking him about trios titles and he sort of revealed very bluntly, gave a, said, I'm going to give a blunt answer here. I'm waiting for Kenny Omega to come back. So that to me, I mean, me and Tyler have talked about this in the past. We, we think that the, the, um, the elite is the, the ones to win those titles. Uh, right sense. off the bat is is Kenny and the Bucks, so I think that they're waiting for for Kenny to come back. They could do Kenny and the Bucks as, as the trios titles run, which again I think will play in to all the storyline. Because man, imagine I think the dream match that everybody wants to see is Kenny and the Bucks against undis- former undisputed era oh, uh, Red Dragon and Adam Cole. So you're you're gonna you're gonna need a lot of like raincoats for that one from all yeah. the people that on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I. I think uh, the the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, which and I got to be honest with you guys, this feud to me has been very underwhelming, uh, and it's the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker feud. Um, I, I was expecting a lot more from this. Uh, I thought for sure Thunder Rosa was the one to beat Britt Baker. I'm now thinking Britt's probably going to retain. Uh, there was some some recent news that came out that was kind of denied by everybody back behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You just never know with these kind of things. Because watching this match, they had this tag match with Thunder Rosa, Mercedes Martinez taking on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And there was definitely some sloppiness going on here. And people were saying that that was attributed to Thunder Rosa potentially getting hurt in this match. Uh, the match is still uh, on the card for tomorrow. Um, but I think if Thunder Rosa is hurt, there's no way that they're giving her the title right now. And I think that they're going to re- they'll keep the Brit reign going for a bit longer and revisit the feud down the road. Because again, this, this feud to me feels like it needed a big blow off match inside of like a steel cage. We talked about this in depth on the show before. I'm just not feeling it, man. I'm not feeling this feud. Well, say, like, following that, this could be the middle match. 
and then the cage match is the rubber match. Because That's while it's true. still not, you know, he didn't officially beat Britt Baker, but it still is the first win. So Britt takes it this time, and then double or nothing, which they just announced in a million-dollar gate in a day. That's where you do your cage match. Yeah, I would agree. Especially if you're going to have MJF beat Adam Page. That's your big heel win. You might want to follow that with a big blow-off main event where Thunder Rosa beats Britt Baker inside the yeah. steel cage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're sticking with Baker for a while. Yeah, I don't know if Thunder's the I, I think uh I think some I don't know. I, I think uh Steam's coming off the Rosa a little bit. I, I just, yeah, unfortunately. I think they're stuck you know, it's not stuck. I it feels very Charlotte Flair a few years ago esque. They they have the belt on Brit because Brit mm. can carry it very well. It also does I personally I think Jade, who we'll probably get into in a second, Jade is the other big name female wrestler they have but she has the other one mm-hmm. so to me the two probably best attractions in their female have the belts right now and i just don't see anybody else that's on the level to carry it right no. now that's just great until I, until they bring in sorry can you, I, you kind of cut oh, out good, girl. oh no no i was just gonna say i think until you bring in maybe somebody like athena or tony storm to potentially mm-hmm. build up to, to beat one of those two champs, I don't think you, they necessarily need to take the title off either one of these right now, especially if uh, if Thunder Rosa is hurt. Uh, again, I, I don't see her winning if that's the case, even if it's just kind of a minor injury. But, you know, pro- possibly working through an injury here coming up on Sunday. But it's too bad because I was, like, fully behind Thunder Rosa maybe a few weeks ago, but I just think that they haven't really done a good enough job to, to put her over in this feud enough to have her yeah. under the also, we are and, their lights out match, which is very tough to live up to. Yeah, and this might be more of a WWE thing, but I mean, she got the pin in this match at the end, so that usually means yeah. that it's going to go the other way for the pay per view. So. Yeah, but like you said, that's a WWE thing, so AEW's not known for that. So right. I mean, that's still up in the air. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll kind of see how that goes, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think that's a good enough segue as as any to talk about Jade Cargill, who. I think potentially cut the greatest promo of the week, uh, MJF and Punk aside, but this where's, where's her and Ty Conchi backstage, and, and she comes up and says, I don't give a shit about your karate. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, Jade Cargill is somebody that's really grown on me over the last year, and mm-hmm. I mean, this lady is a star, and I think that even, maybe even more so than Britt, I think that they're, she's kind of uh, the bigger star right now, honestly, in the women's division, and I love what they're doing with her. I mean, obviously, some some fine tuning to be made in ring and her performances in ring. But working with Brian Danielson now, I think, is going to help with that immensely. Hopefully, oh. um, I think with, with Ty Conchi in there as well, they have potential to actually have a pretty good match that might exceed a lot of people's expectations. But um, yeah, let's let's go around again and get our thoughts. Uh, Dustin, what what do you think about Jade Cargill? I'm huge on Jade. I like spectacle. I'm big into that of wrestling. I'm I'm very into the feelings of like people that are super super like I don't know they just feel like that I know it's a Vinceism but larger than life Jade gets me I mean I agree her and ring is just it's tough sometimes mm-hmm. but I almost don't care I'm just like you just exude like this aura of just awesomeness yeah full on with Jade I mean I have a buddy of mine who just is just does not understand how I'm on this train. 
And he's just like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, I get why you don't get it, but I get it. I don't care about anything else. I, I don't even care if her match with Conti's terrible. I don't right. care. Doesn't it, matter. There's some about her. It just doesn't matter. She just has this yeah. feeling of, of a presence. And I do agree with you, Dagan. I think she is the biggest presence in the women's division right now. Mm. You know, again, Britt is falling under the lines of just wrestling. She has been their best female wrestler pretty much since the inception, since she started. At some point, time is going to take you down. Mm. That's wrestling. At some point, time just drops you. Other people come up. You might still be there. But it just happens. It's how it works. We all get tired of things as wrestling fans. And at some point, we're like, well, let's jump on the Jade train. It's something new. It's something different. I'm on it. Let's go. Yeah, keep going. Agreed. I'm also yeah. on board the G train. Uh, what about I'm you? Hard. Oh, I'm 100% on board the G train, and I, I am with you guys. I her in ring work, depending on who her opponent is, is hit and miss. So let her work with Danielson some more. Let her get some more reps in before you even think about putting the world title on her. But I agree with you. She has that one syllable word we always hear. She has it. 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 Yes. She's got this presence about herself she's confident she's badass she's beautiful uh she's got charisma of the yin yang now she can just learn to wrestle she'd be the biggest one i could she could potentially be one of the biggest women of all time she's she one of the biggest stars in yeah. wrestling yeah. yeah she doesn't need to learn how to wrestle that great no but just be right. able to know how to no. be basics down because yeah. it won't matter like i don't need a 25 minute jade cargill match no that's, that's great this yeah, look her like in China for frick's sakes. Honestly, yeah. like th- those things just don't need to happen. Like she can be a six to eight minute match person putting yeah. together these things. Let's just go with Agreed. it. Agreed. Yeah, you got others to do that. Like that's where that's where Britt comes in is those yeah. long. Yeah, days. or Rosa yeah. or or Karashita or somebody like that. Or Mercedes or or I'm okay with AEW occasionally have somebody that's just not as great in ring as the other people that are better stars and like bigger characters. Let's go. And I'm glad they put the they put the rocket on her too. I oh, was afraid there for a while, you know, when she was piddling a little bit. And then they I was like her Ruby Soho, maybe yeah, in that title. No, they didn't like, pick. I know people are a little mad that they didn't pick Ruby yet. Ruby's kind of went away. Uh, for she'll a be while. fine. Yeah. She'll be fine. It's Ruby. She's you know, she's who she is, and she kind of went away for a bit. But why not? Jump on the new girl. Let's go. Yeah. No, I my dream scenario for, for Ruby Soho is actually that uh you know, with this recent Ring of Honor thing, the current Ring of Honor women's champion right now is an impact wrestler, yeah. uh, and that is Deanna Perrazzo, the great Deanna Perrazzo. I fucking love her. Uh, she's doing this open challenge thing uh, on every, pretty much every show where she, she puts one of the two titles on the belt, and the first couple matches have been kind of, you know, not, you know, people you maybe not have heard of. Santana Garrett was a, was a nice little fun match yeah. that you got out of that, but... Maybe because this pay-per-view that's coming up tonight that Impact is putting on is in like Kentucky or something, which is not too far from Florida. So maybe somebody like Ruby Soho coming in and winning the Ring of Honor women's title as an AEW wrestler to establish that uh, a little bit more would kind of make sense. Uh, I'm not necessarily advocating for Deanna to drop that belt because I would love to also see her come in and wrestle for AEW. But I think if they were to go that route, contract-wise, I don't know what the deal is right now with AEW and Impact. I think that uh, that would be a kind of a cool thing for them to do. 
well, eventually they're going to have to get those titles because Tony Khan now owns them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Not so much the AAA title, but for sure the Ring of Honor title. I didn't think about that, but goddamn, that would be a good match. Ruby yeah. and Deanna Perrazzo. Yes. <laughs> Please. Uh, or Deanna. Deanna. I, I think that would be a great place for Ruby, would be the champion of the, well, unfortunately, the mental brand, but we know she can work. She can teach a lot of those yeah. women a lot of things. I think that would be a good place for her personally. Yeah, yeah. I'm not not sure if they're quite doing it, but yeah. The the other thing I love is the Diana Perrazzo belt collector gimmick. I, I agree with Josh there. Yeah, the female uh, actor, Diana, who's got what? Right? Yeah. Right now? He's like four right? or five titles. Yeah. He's got he's got the the Impact Digital Media Championship, the NWA Championship, and like uh, I didn't say NWA Heavyweight Champion Matt Cardona. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's like a GCW title in there, I think, and then there's a few other indie titles that, as well that he. So yeah, the that <laughs> it's pretty. Man, Matt Cardona, geez, we could do uh, an so entire this, hour on it. This is according to Wikipedia. So he is currently the digital media champion in Impact. He also uh, is a former GCW uh, world champion, and he is currently the ECW television champion for them. All right, he beat uh, Rhino for that. Yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah, and then of course the NWA heavyweight championship. Well, that just yeah. tickles, that just that just makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, we we do nothing but put over Matt Cardona on this. Show. I like yeah, Matt Cardona. Hey, I like it. I, I like. We, what did he fucking do the day after he won the NWA heavyweight champion? He went to Disney World Paris with the belt. With him, with him and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um. But yeah, so so Kendrick, to get back on topic here, I, I thought this was an awesome go home show for, mm-hmm. for the pay per view. I thought they did a really good job to sort of build to that and everything. Yep. So I think it was a perfect go home, near perfect go home show. And then I thought this episode of Rampage that we got this week as well was almost like even more of a go home show. It felt like at times, um, man, I, this was like what an hour of television we we had uh, last night with this Rampage show. I thought it was absolutely awesome. Yeah, um, that TNT title match, man. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, Andrade versus Sammy Guevara. Moment. Say again. Did you clip out the moment from this match? No, I didn't. Oh, hey, I'll do it next week. Next lucky week. for you, AEW has been clipping out moments and putting it on the YouTube channel. I'll send you okay. the fans. We'll do it. We'll put it in the the chat in the here. Chat, yeah. Um, yeah, man, this this match ruled. Holy crap. Andrade, Sammy, and Darby in a triple threat for the TNT title. I almost thought there was going to be a, a title change potentially here, but I think it also makes sense to have Sammy hold the title a little bit longer, especially since we have a uh, a face of the revolution ladder match coming up, and there's a, a you know possibility that whoever wins that will, uh, will win that TNT title, maybe Keith Lee or Warlow or somebody like that. So, um, yeah, I thought this this match was just something else, man. In terms of matches that we got this week, not not to spoil anything, but this was my match of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it was absolutely awesome, and yeah, it was a live a live rampage. So they really had to go, I think, all yeah. out here with this one. They only do the live rampages right before the pay per view, which I think is smart. Yeah, yeah. Dustin, what do you think of this triple? I'm more. I'm just excited to get Andrade on my TV. Mm-hmm. He's probably my number one guy. You know, again. What I always harp on AEW is I wish they had more time for everyone. Andrade's one of them guys that they need to have more time for. And I'm Agreed. always happy when he's on. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, I'm like, why is he not on TV? Like, come on. This is like, he was one of the guys I don't usually get on WWE for dropping the ball. Because everybody, but I was really on the Andrade train 
in WWE. I was, I was like, this guy is really freaking good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, anything that gets him on my TV, I get excited for. So that's that's where I'm at on it. That's, that's yeah. good. but again, what Sammy has to keep the belt for now. I mean, yeah. there's no way around it. So I'm going to propose something to you. So this, uh, uh, again, watch what culture. One of the things they do at the end of all their news videos is to take Twitter questions. And one of the Twitter questions was, "What if Hook is the person to dethrone him?" To dethrone Sammy? Mm-hmm. Not now, but I'm saying like later down the line. Have sure. Sammy hold on the title for a bit. I don't think you need. I don't think you need to give Hook a belt anytime soon because he's just so over just yeah. killing dudes that I'm not necessarily need. He, don't think he necessarily needs a title, but eventually, for mm-hmm. sure, because he's a super, he's a star. And yeah. again, we say he's got it. So definitely think he's a future champion AEW, but I don't know if I would do that right off. If you um, told me the biggest star to potentially come under that family would be Taz's son, I would have said you're not. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, we do have a match with him killing QT Marshall coming up here on the pre-show. For the yeah, yeah. So I can't wait for that one. But, um, yeah, uh, we also had a little bit of uh, a Keith Lee action here. And I got to say, you know, people, I think, uh, were a little critical of Keith Lee's first match. Uh, he, he sort of was maybe carried a little bit by Isaiah Cassidy and, you know, sold sold him absolutely well. But I, I think Keith Lee looked much better in this match. Uh, it, it possibly has been just working out a little bit more or, or, or getting some more uh, work in the gym or whatnot. But um, this was him against J.D. Drake, who's not the smallest guy either. And uh, so this felt like a little bit of a hoss battle, maybe a little bit of a preview for some stuff we're going to get. Uh, with these big dudes on the pay-per-view. But, man, I just love the spot of him just chopping the the double, like, forehand chops that he does on J.D. Drake repeatedly. Like, poor J.D. Drake, man. That looked like it fucking hurt. But, uh, yeah. I, I'm just like... Caught him. He caught him? Did he catch him during the match? He may have. Yeah. <laughs> he, may have. He, tried to, he tried to do something over the top rope, and, and Keith Lee just fucking just caught, caught him. him. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot to catch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm psyched for Keith Lee and what he's gonna possibly do uh in, in this mm-hmm. in this company. But yeah, Dustin, any thoughts on this? I'm I I'm excited for Keith Lee. Again, I he's the guy that I think they needed to sign of the last couple months. Of mm-hmm. any of the signings, he's the one. He's the one I'm excited for. He's the one that I think can break AEW needed size, and I'm very excited that they have a big guy. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't have a couple big guys, but they have a big guy. Who can hang with the smaller guys? Yes, and I think Lee. He, I think this is his chance right now to show that he can be somebody, and I'm really hoping he can. That's where I'm at. Um, I think it's going to take a little while because I think Lee needs to get some footing because I don't think he ever really got it in the TV time he ever had in WWE. Well, but he, just, he hasn't wrestled that much in the last couple of years. He just hasn't, which is yeah. cool, and that's fine. Um, I just think he's. I think of any of the guys that they've brought in that were on. The, you know, WWE television, I think Lee is the best guy in the last couple months for them. And I, yeah. I really hope that they, that, that this goes well. I really do. Yeah. It's really still. I mean, did it's you, super did really Did you hear the interview with Keith Lee where he said Vince McMahon told him he sounded too smart for his own good? I, wow. I, I haven't heard it yet, but I heard I will admit, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in agreement with some of the comments that Vince said to him. Like, I was always like, he needs, I used to say that when he was in wrestling, his promos, I'm like, you know how Brock kind of gets that, where like he talks, and you're like, God, I can't believe this voice comes out of this guy. Like, oh, <laughs> and that's how Lee sounds. I mean, the the voice, it's like Lashley too. I mean, they can't 
help mm. it. But I used to think that when Lee got on the microphone, I'm like, this doesn't like he needs to sound like a monster. He's huge. Like, and then so I the that quote's taken a little out of context. So that's okay. kind of what Vince was getting at. He yeah. he wanted him to like kind of sound like a big meathead. <clears throat> he just yeah. did. Maybe you know what? Make him the Nick Bockwinkle monsters. Yeah. So I do agree. But again, if done right, anything can work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and, and another thing, in, like in in here, like you know, there's more freedom with the promos, so you will probably mm-hmm. see what Weekly is better, properly capable, capable of. of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, we also got another big. It was kind of a re-debut, not so much a debut that we didn't talk about here uh, yeah. on the show, and that was the return of Eric Redbeard, the, the former Eric Rowan, who has seemingly joined the Death Triangle. Uh, I didn't see a gra- an, uh, an Eric Redbeard is all elite graphic, so I don't think he's signed with the company, but I think that he's one of those guys that they might bring in for, like, special events and things like that. Like, you know, the last time we saw him was uh, coming in for the Brody Lee Memorial Show. Uh, Goodbye, so, brother. Yeah. 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 Man, that just get, gets me every time I, I watch I that. Clip, but, right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, interesting to add him to this. I can't believe this match is on the freaking free show. Um, but it's the House of Black taking on Death Triangle with uh, with Eric uh, Eric Eric Redbeard uh, in this match. So man, this this was kind of cool to see. I wasn't expecting this one. Um, yeah, me either. It was completely out of left field. But hey, I'm up for it. You need that person to stand up to to go against Brody King and Eric Redbeard. You know, he wasn't the best in WWE, but I mean, he was still decent. He played his role. Okay, he played his role exactly, which is yeah. what he's going to do here. There you go. Don't sign him. Uh, it goes back to my thing. Don't sign him. You don't need him. You do not need Eric Redbeard on this show. No, it's I agree. Yeah. But again, as a guy who's wearing a DSI death metal shirt, he came out to cattle decapitation last night. He was a great death metal, extreme metal band. Yeah. And he wore a tear shirt. Uh, so if there's points that he always gets from me, it's his taste in music, which is so I'm like, you know what? If he's going to come out to cattle decapitation, who I had to send him to metal buddies, I'm like, Hey, it's our favorite wrestler who loves death metal. So I'll give him that. If that if that comes with it, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll break it in a little bit. So we know what gets Dustin interested. That um, gets me. Hey, that, <laughs> I, Alistair Black's a big black metal guy, too. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man. Isn't Brody King in a band as well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, this is a side tangent a little bit back to the Brody, uh, Brody Lee thing. Did you see what they announced today for Toyline, the exclusive? Yeah, I saw that. It's Brody Lee and Negative One as a set. It's a wow. If you want my, you want to share my screen? I've actually got it up so you can see it. Let's see it. Yeah, no, they made a, a special edition set where they have Negative One. Oh, with- look at that! That's great. How cool is that? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now I wonder if it is any of the money from this going to go to his family at all. I, I don't know. This you is all a so who knows? But yeah, yeah. no. I mean, talk. A- Talk about something cool that you can say you had with your father. Right. Yeah. 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 Man, one of the biggest tragedies in pro wrestling history. Right. Great Brody Lee. And, I yeah. still can't believe I still can't believe it, man. It's been what, over a year and it just doesn't yeah. feel right. No, no, it's, it doesn't seem like he's gone, is no. the weird thing. It's like he is and everybody always talks about it, but like Well not just that, you do see his stuff pop up his or presence. Pop up. Exactly. Yeah. His like, presence is still very much um, You do occasionally see people do his uh, thing before the, he does the power bomb. You, uh, I've seen John Silver throw the papers. I've seen Negative One throw the papers. 
you know, uh, and of course they open every AEW show with it's Wednesday night. You know what that means? You know what that like, means? Yep. Brody Lee's gone, but he'll never be. He'll never. He's still very much with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so to segue back in here, another big return we had on this show was uh, Hikaru Shida coming mm-hmm. out after Serena Deeb just killed this poor lady. Uh, as this like become one of my favorite things she's just been doing is this five minute rookie challenge thing, which I think now is probably going to shift back into the feud with Serena Deeb. But man, these two ladies, I've loved what they've been they've brought to the table so far. One of the highlights of the women's division for sure, and I think this is pro- probably going to set up some kind of street fight or. Uh, no DQ match between these two is sort of the blow off to their feud. Yeah. Do you think they got to Sheeta returning too soon? Possibly. I think it could have maybe been done after the pay-per-view or mm-hmm. give her another couple weeks of murdering jobbers before you bring her back yeah. in. But uh, I'm still happy. I love Hikaru Sheeta, so I, I'm happy to see her back. And, and they do have great matches, but I mean, it just feels like we just got done with our last feud. You know? Yeah. I get that too. Yeah. One thing, one thing uh, I don't know why would one thing I just that drives me nuts is when people why would you put like Eric Redbeard and Hikaru Shida on the same show? Like it kind of overtakes it a little bit. Like yeah, you got oh, is it? Return, I'm like in terms of that's what I mean in terms yeah. of the return. Yeah. Like you could have waited a week on one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean I understand. Yeah, Shida. Well, you could have waited a week on Shida. Honestly, you know, I always think, like, I always kind of, like, gauge Twitter. Like, it's a really big barometer. I'm like, let's see what people are seeing. And let's just say I didn't see a lot of Hikaru Shida talk to Yeah. It was more Redbeard chatter. Eric Redbeard videos, Eric Redbeard videos, and then MSG took over. So, like, that was, like, my day of Twitter today on the yeah. wrestling yeah. Twitter. So, yeah, that definitely shows something. Yeah, again, nothing wrong with Shida coming back. It's just, it's, it's, it's time. Yeah, exactly. Time. Right. Yeah. Uh, another announcement related to the women's division, and then we'll, we'll talk quickly about the main event here and uh, preview the Revolution card before we wrap up. But uh, Paige Van Zant has been signed to AEW. Well, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Tony Khan went on Twitter afterwards and says, "I will not sign her until you keep until that match happens." Okay, wait. Because <laughs> so. you know she might debut and. She might be awesome in the ring, similar yeah. to like maybe what we saw with Rousey, but she could also be horrible. And I don't know if you want to sign her if she's horrible in her first match. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't, I, I don't know. I uh, looking what little bit we saw with her, she definitely looks like she'd hold herself in the ring. But yeah, the jury's still but like out. promo rise. Uh, no. no, 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 definitely. Jury's still mind. much out on that one. No, for sure. That's why you keep her with Lambert for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Having Lambert be her manager makes all the sense in the world. Who is a guy I hated to death at first. Now I'm like, okay, I get him. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I was like, who Agreed. is this son of a bitch? Because I've never heard of American Top Team. Yeah. Um, we also had uh, Christian Cage qualifying for the ladder match in the main event, which I thought was, was good, but wasn't like anything to write home about this match with uh, Ethan Page. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to see Christian in the ladder match. The ladder match is kind of his thing. So. Yeah. Uh, def- definitely looking forward to that one uh, coming up on Sunday. But uh, and any other uh, thoughts for for these two shows before we preview the card here? I uh, do uh, also want to shout out Pump's yeah. quick promo that he did for this that was obviously taped after Wednesday. Um, yes, I'm going to kill you <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So real quickly, I'll run down the uh, the card for Revolution. Um, we are going to have a Twitch watch along here on this channel tomorrow for that. So probably starting, I, I think that the pre-show starts around seven Eastern or so, or so. 
uh, 7.30. I think 7.30 is probably more likely because uh, Any Given Show Day is going to be on tomorrow. Our debut on YouTube, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but shortly after that, we'll be live here on Twitch. At least me and Tyler. I'm not sure who else is joining yet. Uh, the invite is out for both of you guys if you want to join us for that. Um, that that'll be tomorrow night uh, here on Twitch uh, for the AEW Revolution Show, which we'll have on the pre-show. Hook versus QT Marshall, Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander, and then this crazy tag match with Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews taking on Death Triangle, Pack, and Penta with Eric Rowan. Uh, so that should be a that's like a pretty damn good pre-show. But I like this one myself. Uh, we also have J- on, now on the main card. Jade Cargill versus Ty Conchi. We got uh, the Tornado Trios match, with, which kind of um, built a little bit more with the somewhat distrust between Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara last night. Uh, so Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting taking on uh, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Andrade. We also have the Triple Threat Tag Match, Jurassic Express taking on Red Dragon, taking on the Young Bucks. Again, possible show stealer there. We also have John Moxley versus Brian Danielson, which has again been an excellent build. Yeah, that's just a straight one-on-one match, right? Yeah, singles match. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston, again, just a straight singles match. I think the build to that has also been very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Face of the Revolution ladder match, which is going to have Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and Christian Cage. Now. I seem to remember Tony Schiavone a couple weeks ago saying that there were seven men in this match, but they then also said the sixth and final entrant with Christian Cage last night. So I was thinking Swerve was going to debut in this match. Yeah, uh, that would make kind of might make the most sense. But it okay. now kind of seems like maybe they'll have a mystery entrant that comes in at the end, even though they said six confirmed. But uh, usually it's seven, so that's it's a little up in the air there. But um, I think. Regardless, this is going to be an awesome match. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, we also. I was yeah, going to say, like, do, you th- how many, do you think we're going to see a really cool high spot in here? We have to. Oh, yeah. Stark is going to do something crazy. It's all set up for Keith Lee to just do a ridiculous spot. I mean, that's going to kill Bill yeah. off Ricky Stark from the top of the ladder up to the ring. Yeah. And, and if he did, but it'd be pretty cool. Why, why would you put him in it? I mean, yeah. Really. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Probably what kind of seems like almost a triple uh, main event here with Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, which we talked about being a little bit underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, I think what a lot of people consider to be the real main event, CM Punk versus MJF, and then capping it all off with Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. So, man, what a stacked card. On paper, this might be the most stacked card that we've ever gotten for AEW. Uh, and all out was it all? Yeah, all out was stacked as well. All out again on paper, but like this one, I think is equal to to that in terms of just yeah. going in. Uh, this looks like it's going to be a, an awesome show. It's going to be long, but I think it's going to be a really, really good show. If everything's awesome, will it feel long? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like thirty-five where you're like, okay, my ass is starting to get sore. Why is this going to be over? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, all right, before we wrap up with our match and moment of the week, uh, I want to make a big announcement that I promised going into the show. We have a awesome, fun, stacked, special show planned for this Tuesday. It's going to be on the Let's Get Ready Network YouTube page. Not here on Twitch. It'll be over on YouTube because it, it is a big show. It is going to be the first ever Let's Get Ready Network wrestling trivia brawl. 
This is going to be stacked. I can confirm a couple entrants in this match. One of them is right next to me. As soon as this was mentioned, I'm like, yep, I'm here. I'm here. Sign me up. <laughs> He's in. He's in, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And the other name that I will I will announce here today from Wrestling Observer, Mike Sempervivi mm -hmm. will be competing in this match. It's all going down on YouTube Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, hosted by a great fan of ours, Vermont Mike, fellow Vermonter, uh, and myself. So you got the two Vermonters on the desk, calling the match, asking the questions. Soda's going to be playing. Mike Sempervivi's going to be playing. A few other names to be announced. Uh, we want to keep a couple surprises in there. Um, but I can confirm that there will be seven players in this match. So Six it is going to be playing for second place behind Mike Sempervivi. <laughs> well, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to yeah. it. Uh, like, it is going <laughs> to be like a, a sort of quick. A there are going to be eliminations in this match, which makes it that much more interesting. We're going to eliminate the lowest scoring players after each round. Uh, oh to, to really make it exciting. So basically, and, you're going free-for-all style. Pretty much. This is not anything Schmodad related. Just no, no, that but make, no, make, make that clear. But, no, no. Uh, yeah, this this is a, there, there's some fun rules. Uh, all the competitors will be briefed on the rules before the match starts. But uh, super, super exciting. Uh, we'll post a tweet out about it here a little bit later on. Uh, but this Tuesday, March 8th, on the Let's Get Ready Network YouTube channel, channel it's going to be the first ever lgr <laughs> wrestling trivia <laughs> seven-way brawl uh wow. cannot wait for this man this is going to be such a fun show so make sure to all tune in for that uh, on tuesday um but uh yeah let's uh let's sort of uh, as we wrap up here we'll get to our usual segment it's matching moment of the week uh this is an easy one for me my match of the week is the triple threat between andrade sammy Guevara, and darby allen and my moment of the week is the MJF and CM Punk promo on Dynamite. So those are my two. This could be anything, WWE, New Japan, Impact, whatever you guys got. Uh, let's go to our guest next. Uh, match and moment of the week for you, man. Oh, well, I didn't know this was coming, so I'm new <laughs> to this. But my match of the week, I'm sorry, it's Sami Zayn and Ricochet. Um, mm -hmm. last night. Okay. Great 20 minutes of wrestling. I don't know what's been going on. Again, I'm not defending a huge WWE defender. I don't know what's been going on the past month or two, but somebody in the back said, let's actually do some wrestling on shows now. Um, and there's been more. And these are the good points when it is actually happening. But Sammy and Ricochet, I would say, is probably my number one match because it was awesome. And uh, nice. it was great. Um, I guess moment of the week, I guess it's hard not to say Punk versus uh, Punk and MJF. I think it is the moment of the week. I think anything. Maybe moment of the year. That's pretty great. So. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think that's I, or if I want to if I want to be contrarian, it's Vince McMahon being on Pat McAfee. Yeah, sure. We'll take it. All you don't get once every seven years. I mean, a live the first TV. time it was on live TV. Live TV in seven years. So wow. in the world of wrestling, YouTube, yeah, TV, yeah, it's yeah, weird, weird, blurred lines, but yeah, anything that gets Pat McAfee involved, I'm for it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Soda, what you got? Um, so obvious course moment is duh. <laughs> it's MDF and, and Punk. Like that since Punk signed, that's been the feud I've wanted and it has been delivering more than I expect and I expect a lot. 
Um, I'm going to go with a different match because it would have been the triple threat, but I'm actually going to go to the other WWE show. I'm going to go Finn Balor versus Damian Priest because Ooh, okay. I got the execution of the Priest heel turn. Yes. Uh-huh. And Balor winning the title. Balor won the title. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Good stuff all around there, man. Yeah, WWE, it's like you can tell they're starting to pick up their game a little bit. Like they opened up SmackDown yesterday, not with a long ass promo, but with a bunch of short interviews in the back. I was like, oh, that's, you haven't seen that in years. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't know. This is a whole other show, but the last two months of WWE have been oddly better. Mm-hmm. There's okay. something going on. They are fixing something. Not Who- like the bar was high, but wow. <laughs> extremely low. Yeah, but something's going on since day one. So what? Two months. Something's happening. It's just better. Mm-hmm. Like it's Raw's watchable. That's a shock. NXT's fun, even though it's random and mm-hmm. makes no sense sometimes. But it's kind of fun at the same time. And SmackDown's just a good show. So WWE's in a weird place right now. But yeah, pretty good to see Finn and Ricochet getting their belts. Mm-hmm. I like that. That helps us all. Yeah, I, I read a, I read a report that Vince McMahon is surprising report at that that Vince McMahon is actually giving Ricochet a push and and kind of likes him, which yeah. is like I feel like I read a year or two ago that he had no interest in him or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's great to see because Ricochet is like one of those guys that I feel has been horribly underutilized in in WWE. So to see him finally get his his due is, is, is well, let's. I, I hope we with these two in particular, we finally get to see them go back a little bit to those two belts being the workhorse titles. Yeah, agree, agree. It, it feels that way. With mm-hmm. that. It really does. With who they had in the same week is is there's there's a tactic behind all of that. So that's good. So yeah. I'm cautiously uh, optimistic, I think is the term for the future of WWE. But we'll see. Maybe they'll get me back on board. Um, hey, guys, it's been been a lot of fun having you both on the show today. It's a, it's a kind of a, the, the squared uh, dropkick slice or something we can call this one. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do a quick plugs here before we get out of here. Dustin, what do you got uh, going on over at the Northern Entertainment Group? Anything fun? Um, you can uh, find me at Dustin Dubuque on Twitter, usually only tweeting about wrestling stuff. Um Again, you can find Soda and I every Wednesday at uh, well nine p.m. or nine thirty Central for me, which whatever that means in uh, whatever seven thirty for uh, the Soda Pacific. man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dynamite before, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dynamite prior, and then we jump on. Uh, you can find me there, and I believe on Northern uh, Entertainment Group, I'm also a part of a Survivor. Uh, draft two coming up on Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. So, on Tuesday I haven't seen that they're doing a survivor draft in the last several Which years. is awesome. I didn't know anybody else on this planet besides me watch Survivor. So I'm pretty pumped to be oh, involved. You, you didn't know we did a survivor simulation? I had no idea. Yeah, but, when uh, we hit hundred subscribers we did a survivor simulation with a bunch of competitors. Oh man. I yeah. love it. Sounds and, fun. and I got to do a Vince McMahon style nineteen 19- 90s WWE intro for it, it was awesome. nice. <laughs> I'm so this should be great, but uh, that's where you can find me. Absolutely, Dustin. Thanks so much again for joining us here today as yeah. our special guest co-host. Uh, Soda, what do you got going on, man? Uh, well, you can find me personal Instagram and Twitter at Soda underscore the underscore Saxman. Like Dustin said, every Wednesday night on the Squared Slice, where last week we actually gave our top five WrestleMania opening matches. And believe it or not, out of the first, what did we say? Like seven, 16, 17 WrestleManias, there's only one good match. And it <laughs> wow. Was- yeah, it's Owen and Brett. And if you look at everything else, there's some decent matches, but nothing. What about uh, what about uh, Steamboat and uh, and, That's and not uh, opening. Savage? Uh, oh, openers. Uh, openers. Uh, openers. Okay. Yeah, so definitely check that out. 
Um, and then tonight we are doing the last Let's Talk About Star Wars on the Northern Entertainment Group um, because Taco's going to bring the show over to his new channel. Um, and on that, they are having the How dare him! <laughs> I'll still be there. I'm going to be producing it. Um, no, he's uh, it's a, it's a championship match between Evan Bushkar, full leader for the showdown, versus Jess versus Taco for the title. Um, yeah. So that's be good with Dave and Marie Wilson on the desk. Um, and then tomorrow would also be Northern Unwind at six o'clock. That's coming back. And then tomorrow morning, you can find me half asleep on camera at 930 in the morning on uh, Northern Countdown, where we're going to be given our top five things we want to see in the flash. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we, yeah. Last, we did top five things we want to see in Doctor Strange in the, uh, in the multiverse. So, I mean, it was only right that we do something similar with the flash because it gets a similar style uh, thing there. So, Absolutely. Good stuff all around. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the same places you can always find me uh, and here on the Let's Get Ready Network. Uh, as I said earlier, Twitch watch along tomorrow at uh, at 7.30 Eastern for AEW Revolution. Prior to that, uh, the new home of Any Given Day on our YouTube channel, Let's Get Ready Network on YouTube. We will be doing our show there. That will be at uh, 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. Myself and Corey Cameron breaking down the uh, debut of Friday Night Titans, which I thought was an awesome, awesome way to kick off the showdown this year. Absolutely. Very wrestling. I I love it. Uh, And then as announced, which I will put on on the socials as well, this Tuesday, March 8th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, the first ever Let's Get Ready Network. Wrestling trivia seven man brawl with Soda, Mike Sempervivi, and other competitors to be announced. So, thank you guys so much for all your support. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, make sure to subscribe to our channel over there. Follow us here on Twitch if you haven't already. And yeah, thanks you guys for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week or tomorrow if you're watching our, our watch along. See you we'll next <laughs>